Bros. This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. My computer freaking threw me off. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week on the podcast, uh, in Adventures in Hunting, we got a decent amount of new figures to talk about. Um, definitely not as much as we had to talk about with New York Comic Con. No, not at all. <laughs> but we do have some pretty, pretty decent, uh, figures to talk about. Nothing in Blu-rays, unfortunately. Just a lot of, uh, what is it? Um, re-releases in 4K. That's really all it is. Yeah, pretty much. So if you're wanting to, just really quickly, if you're really wanting to know, it's Halloween on uh, Steelbook and then the original Halloween and then Mad, Ma- Mad Max Fury Road on 4K Steelbook. There you go. Yeah. Um, and then for this week's sneak peeks, we actually have two trailers we're going to talk about, luckily. So the first one we're going to talk about is The Croods 2. And then after that, we're going to talk about WandaVision. Yeah. Hells yeah. Uh, nothing in what's in the box. Nothing really to report. <laughs> Tenant's still not doing great, and Mulan was a bomb. Mulan did not do good on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> We can Saw talk that a- coming. Yeah, we can talk about that because okay. that there was mistakes a lot. Yeah. Um. And then for the main event of the evening, we will be breaking down Capone, starring Tom Hardy. Starring Tom Hardy. Yeah, it was a good movie. We recommend you go watch it before you hear the breakdown. It's on Prime Video, so. Yeah. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's do it. I'm Brucker. I'm Levi. And together, we co-host a movie podcast called Film on the Rocks. On our movie podcast, we like to have fun with movies, and we don't like to break down movies beat by beat, scene by scene. We like to talk about what was fun about them. So we talk about our favorite scenes, uh, sprinkle in some trivia, uh, we debate whether or not they deserve a sequel, and we also talk about um, some drinking rules that they can have, such as drink every time Vince Vaughn stuffs his face in Wedding Crashers. Or something we call the Yoda Clause, which is every time Frank Oz jumps on a screen, finish your drink. You can find us on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or really anywhere you can find podcasts, if this sounds interesting to you. Yes, and we also love listener interaction, and we also like to take movie requests, so you could reach out to us on Twitter at Film on the Rocks. Instagram, Film on the Rocks Podcast, or email us at fotrpodcast at gmail.com. Hope to hear from y'all. Give us a listen. Alrighty. First up in Adventures in Hunting, new pop figures coming our way. Uh, the first ones that we are going to talk about are Sonic and Silver. I don't think these are a two-pack. No, these are just single. Yeah, these are just single um, releases. Single figures. So the first one is Sonic with kind of a like a power swirl around him. So basically he's running. That's Is he in running pose? Yeah. Okay, that yeah. was confusing. Yeah, to me, I'm pretty yeah, he's just running at top speed. That's what I'm assuming. Okay. It looks like it. That makes it? a lot more It looks like he's just standing, but Oh, makes... I get what they're doing here. Okay, so you know when he runs like it looks like his like shoes are just going in circles. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what they were kind of going for. Okay, yeah. so this figure would make a little bit more sense on this, if you look up from the side. Yeah. Okay, but, that makes it a lot more cool then. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was just some sort of like weird aura. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, and then the other one that we got is Silver, and he's just in a 
battle stance, I would call it. I guess so. I love how we'll get a silver Funko Pop before we get a re-release of Knuckles. Yeah, that's well, freaking bullshit. Or even... T- Wait, how is silver more popular than Knuckles? He's not. <laughs> and someone can argue me on that. <laughs> Have we gotten a uh, regular re-release of Tails, or has it just been Super Tails? I feel like we've gotten a new Tails. Okay. Oh, Don't yeah, quote we, me on no, that. No, I think yeah. you're right. I think it released with that new line of Sonic. Yeah. Because yeah, so yeah. did Shadow, but... Yeah, we haven't gotten a release of Knuckles. I don't think we've seen an Amy, have we? I want to say we have. Oh. I think there is an Amy out Apparently there. Apparently, I don't pay enough attention to the Sonic line. My bad. <laughs> you know, well, Sonic games suck. <laughs> hey, there's some winners in there. Mm. Sonic Colors. I haven't played Sonic Colors. So good. Sonic Generations. Sonic Generations blows. Oh, it does? Oh. Yeah. Sonic Generations can suck a dick. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and anyone who disagrees with me can freaking fight me. I think we can all agree the best modern age Sonic game, Sonic Unleashed. Or Sonic 06. You can 06. go to hell. Sonic 06. That's where it's at. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm going to say it, unpopular opinion. All Sonic games freaking blow. Including Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games? Nope, that doesn't count. That Mario has the, the headline. Okay, fine. I call bull... I'm sorry, I just gotta point this out. I call bullshit on like all of those trailers, especially the one for the first game, where it's them like doing like the seven-yard... or like the field dash, or whatever the hell they're calling it. 500-yard dash. Um, and Sonic and Mario are like neck and neck. Bullshit! Sonic would already be around the freaking track like a million times before Sonic even, or before Mario even made it to the finish line. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Freaking, I, I hate Sonic games. Sonic is cool, like a cool character, I guess, but his games suck. If you, like, I'm just saying, if you ever do get a Wii, if you do want to play a good Sonic game, play Sonic Colors. It is actually a really good game. Mm. I hate. Me. I absolutely despise games that I can run off of the freaking screen. Yeah, that's bullshit. That is absolute horse shit. <laughs> absolute horse shit. That's what I hated about Sonic Generations. Fair. Because I was playing like as the original Sonic, and I ran off the screen, and then you just suddenly get stopped by spikes. And I'm like, this is, like, this is bullshit. Because I'm someone that likes to gather and collect like everything in a game. You came to the wrong game, bud. Yeah, exactly. That's why I hate it so much, because it, it's freaking dumb. Well, that's how Sonic is. It's fast-paced. What else do you expect a hedgehog to do? I expect more. <laughs> that's what everyone goes to a Sonic game for, is to run really fast. I hate running really fast. Well, then you're playing the wrong game, and I think you're kind of bashing Sonic for what he's supposed to do. <laughs> Moving on, so uh, Sonic and Silver will be getting an exclusive each. Sonic, uh, it's going to be the exact same um, uh, posi- pose. pose, thank you, for both. Sonic, uh, it will be a flocked version of his, and it will be a Funko Shop limited exclusive, because of course it's a Funko Shop exclusive. And then uh, with Silver, it will be uh, Glow in the Dark, and that will be a Hot Topic exclusive. The Glow in the Dark on this Silver is badass. It is very cool. Very, very cool. I'm kind of tempted. It's so cool, because it has, like, 
obviously he glows, but it's like a white. Yeah. Which on most of on most of him, except for like the areas where it, like obvious, it's a silver color. Yeah. But it's like he has like some fur around his neck and his gloves, and his boots don't glow, but he has like a ring on his hand on his on both of his hands, um, kind of some like metallic bracelets, um, that also have like a a glowing inlay. And then same thing with his boots, kind of like a glowing inlay on his boots. But the overall glow on this looks freaking killer. It does. I mean, I don't know who who Silver is, but I would consider it. It's okay, I feel a lot of people don't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's all that we got in Sonic. Uh, Moving on to Disney. We have a Diamond exclusive Hades coming out. Yes, and it's the exact same as the last release of Hades. Exactly the same. Like, we cannot express this enough. Exactly the same. Except, it looks like it has glitter on it. So, yeah, his uh, cloak, or or gown, I don't know, whatever the hell you want to go call it. That's like a cloak. Cloak is now glitterized, and so is his hair. Yep. Same pose as, like... The original. Yeah. It's the, it's the exact same setup, except glitter in the hair and glitter on the cloak. Y- yep. But you will have a second chance of getting the red uh, chase if you were not able to get it with the last release yeah, of this bullshit. age. Yeah, So, good luck to you all. I don't know when this is supposed to release. Who cares? It's not that's, like we're going to see it in person. That's true. <laughs> oh, it's now available to pre-order. So, if you guys want to go check that out. Hell yeah. Like, dude, that's so freaking lazy. <laughs> the the only thing they changed about that setup, like they it's like they took the leftover blue and red Hades figures and then just glitterized the freaking cloak and hair. That's what they do for a lot. Yeah, it's freaking cheap. Like they couldn't like switch it up a little bit, like the make only... the common the red and then the chase the blue. No, that's too hard for Funko. Just yeah, apparently. <laughs> the only glitter pop that I've ever gotten, and it's just because I felt it kind of worked, was the Diamond Edition Mickey Mouse. I feel it kind of worked for Disney. You know, like Mickey yeah. Mouse, glitterized, I don't know. And it just kind of looked cool. So that's the only glitter pop that I own, is Mickey Mouse. I feel like there was one that worked a lot better, but I can't think was of it, it off the top of my head. It might have been Tinkerbell. Yeah, I think that... She definitely makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, sticking in Disney, we have a uh, some Mandalorian pops coming out. First up, first we got the Mandalorian carrying the child with a jetpack, and this is freaking awesome. <laughs> like I love how cute that is. <laughs> it's freaking adorable. That is very adorable. Oh, I freaking love it. Uh, next up, we got the child with bag. Or in bag, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess not with bag. bag. Yeah. It's, he's in the bag. That is really cute. I mean, how can you say no to those eyes? Can't. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I want to dread. Like, if, if I didn't think that it was going to be super overdone this Halloween, I would totally dress Iris up as the child. Oh, that would be so cute. Uh, the next we got 
some weird alien creature from Star Wars. Some pig-nosed monster. Oh, I thought you knew this character. Uh, I think it's on the, uh... Yeah, the Gamorrean Fighter. Oh, okay. And this one's cool, I guess. <laughs> Bet you he's gonna be a shelf warmer. Probably not more than Snoke, but probably. Fair. Yeah, when it com- if it comes down to buying that, the child, or the Mandalorian with the child... Yeah, he's definitely going to be a shelf warmer. Dude, honestly, I still go to AF Target today, and they still have Snoke. So Are myself. you shitting me? Dead serious. Dude, they just need to freaking get rid of them. Yeah, seriously, put them on clearance. It's not that hard. Or maybe they have put them on clearance, and they just didn't sell still. Yeah, they but, just need to give it away with like yeah, every I... purchase. <laughs> and here's your free uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. I don't want I don't it. want this. Oh, you're taking it. Take it. <laughs> It's like, sir, I will literally throw it at your head as you're walking out those doors. <laughs> Take it. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. So, still sticking with the uh, the Disney theme, we have a box lunch exclusive box coming out. I love how you say that box lunch exclusive box. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how else to word it. It is a box. <laughs> That's true. But yeah. the box is super cool. It so is. it comes, it looks like two Pizza Planet boxes. Pizza Planet pizza boxes. Yeah. Um, it comes with a uh, a little alien. That's glitterized. Because glitterized? of course. Yep, glitter. Lame. Because of course it is. Of course. Yeah, so it has that. But the real attraction of this is the shirt. So the front of the shirt, it kind of has one of those pocket um, logos. So the pocket logo is the uh, is the Pizza Planet logo, and then the back it shows like a little pop image of the claw. Now you have to say it right the claw. Whatever. What? I'm sorry. You either say it right or not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the, that's the uh, the shirt. The shirt's. Cool. The shirt is the only thing that I would want. I don't give two shits about the pop. Yeah, I, I love like sh- any shirt, and like this. This is kind of why I bought the shirts that I did of ours with our merch on on it, where it's the the a small logo in like where the pocket would be, and then the big logo on the back. I like love I love that setup of any any way, shape, or form that, I do that too. comes, and that's why I freaking love this. This shirt. Yeah, this is freaking awesome. I want it. I want it too. Will I buy it? I don't know. I probably won't unless the shirt comes by itself. Probably won't. Probably won't. You won't? No, I said it probably won't. Yeah, I I, I know. It's wish it's wishful <laughs> thinking. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh moving on. The next figure that we're going to talk about is Kevin Smith. Okay, really quick, I just want to add this. So, when we uh, do these, Caleb, you know, writes down what order we want to go through with adventures <laughs> and hunting. I and don't so, always. I know, but I'm just saying. So after we talked about the land of Mandalorian, it was Kev. It was this pop up next, and then the claw. But he decided to change it and say the claw. I was trying so, to keep it grouped together, I, I know, asshole. But, I know, but I just 
want to point this out. When he said, oh, move, going along with Disney, I'm like, uh, Kevin Smith ain't Disney, bud. He ain't family friendly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, <laughs> I know. I should probably write it out better, but it's, typically it's I try fine. to. No, forget you. <laughs> what I typically try to do is like group everything together that's like could be grouped together. So like when it's Disney, I include Disney, Star Wars, Marvel, whatever. Yeah. Not not necessarily Marvel as much cuz Marvel's I mean, its own thing in our eyes. Yeah. And then so I try to group all that together and then Sonic is kind of its own thing. Kevin Smith is its own thing and then the last one that we're going to talk about is its own thing. Yeah. So I try to group everything that can be grouped together together. So I don't appreciate being pointed out by you. <laughs> well, sorry, you failed this week, bud. <laughs> Forget you. Whatever. Kevin Smith, Pop. Uh, so this is going in the director's line. Um, so is him in his uh, classic, well, actually his, like, what he wears now classic gear. So backwards ba- uh, white baseball cap. That's uh, just a classic Kevin Smith thing in well, yeah, general. Well, yeah, but, like, like he's not wearing his jerseys anymore, honestly, it seems. Yeah, so he's not wearing a jersey. He's wearing, like, the purple, what do you call that, blazer? Yeah, purple blazer. Yeah, purple blazer, Kevin Smith shirt. Uh, was it? I think it says writer and director on his shirt. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Does it say writer and director of? or? Oh, it says written and directed by Rit- Kevin Smith. Oh, uh, okay. Smith. That's cool. It does. Uh, and then you got, uh, he's wearing some blue jeans. Uh, no, some blue shorts. jean shorts. Yep. Jean shorts, sorry. Jean shorts. Thank you. Um, and then some yellow shoes. Hell yeah. I'm just going to say yellow Converse. I don't know what they are. Or yellow Vans. Yeah, let's go with yellow Vans. Yeah. I would love to get this figure. If I see it out, like, is it exclusive anywhere? Yeah, it's Amazon exclusive. Amazon? Mm. I'm really tempted to pre-order it. I think I actually might after we finish up here. Yeah, I really like Kevin Smith. He's he's a really good director. He really yeah. is. And such a, he's an all-around good guy. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He's so cool. Um yeah. So that's uh the Kevin Smith pop. And then last, Rose is going to take this one cuz I don't know them as well as he does. <sighs> My time to shine. But <laughs> we're going to talk about the Dumb and Dumber figures. Yeah, boy. So with this line, we got a shit ton actually coming out. So first up, uh, the main commons, which are Harry and Lloyd. Um, Harry being in his uh, classic... Um, bl- I'm trying to remember what scene this is from. Uh, and it's escaping me. But he's in his uh, yellow shirt with a blue overcoat. Um, and then Lloyd is in his uh, classic orange shirt with his... Um, gr- Gray? Caleb, would you consider that gray? It's more like a tan. Okay, tan. Okay, tan. Like like a khaki color, okay. I'd say. So, And then his khaki jacket. Um, and then along with those, uh, we have them in their classic tuxes. Uh, Lloyd in his orange one, while Harry is in his blue one. And then we have them when they're getting ready for the ball. So we have um, Harry getting his... Uh, I guess bowl cut touched up. So he has a bowl on his head. Um, and then both of them have their, um, oh, shit. What's the thing called? What, what hairstylist put over you? Hair bib, hair bib. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Hair bib. 
I don't know what else to call I don't, it. I don't know either. <laughs> I'll have to ask next time I get my hair cut. So what's this called? I, I you know it, it's for uh, my podcast. The backwards cape. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, we have two rides coming out. First one is Lloyd on the scooter. It's unfortunate that this doesn't come with Harry as well. That would have been really cool. Be cool if they sell sold uh Harry separately. As <laughs> <laughs> in the frozen pose, because wasn't he frozen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would love a pop where it's uh Harry just on uh Lloyd's back after they stand up. That would be hilarious. Um, and then the other pop ride is uh Harry in uh the Mutt Cuts van. Mutt Cuts, Mutt Cuts, yeah. So. That one's super cool. I, know, I think I want that one the most out of all of them, is the Mutt Cuts fan. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Dumb and Dumber fan, oh, so, so I wouldn't pick any of those up. I love that movie to death. It's so good. Yeah. Out of all of these, I'd probably pick up the Kevin Smith one. Fair. Um, If I had to pick another one. Hades, right? <laughs> forget <laughs> you. No, I'd, I'd grab the Mandalorian with child. You basic bitch. Forget you, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. We got, in this week's sneak peeks, The Croods 2. Is that what it's called? No. <laughs> Caleb, maybe you should like know the title of the movie. What's the title I'm of kidding. it, then? I'm just kidding. I'm just yeah, kidding. that's what I thought. <laughs> Just giving you shit. <laughs> oh, all right. So the Croods. T- no, not that. Gosh, damn it. The Croods Two is named. Oh shit! It is called the Crude. Wait. <laughs> Wait. Okay. When you cl- first click on it, it says the Croods Two, but then when you click on it again, it says the Croods A New Age. It's the Croods Two. Okay, fine. The Croods Two A New Age. That's what's called. That works, I yeah. guess. Um. This looks. Better than the first, I would say. Uh, what? I really liked the first one. It was like one of the biggest DreamWorks surprises I've ever watched. This one looks like it could be better. I feel it could. I got to see more. Uh, I mean, I'm very excited for it just because I loved the first one. Okay, I didn't love I it. I feel but... like... Okay. The Croods, yes. I will definitely say it is one of the biggest surprises I've seen. That... Especially with that, like, more child theme. Yeah. But this one, I feel, has a little bit more purpose to it. It works with a lot more. Okay, that's fair. Like, I feel like with the Croods, it just worked with basic caveman jokes. But it worked. It did work. Yeah. I, I like. I'm not saying that it's a, like a bad movie or yeah. anything, but I feel like they have a little bit more stuff to play with in this one. Okay, being like more in like a modern, well, caveman modern. Yeah. Age. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see what you're getting here. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the that's that's the vibe I got. All right. Um. I was talking to Caleb about this. I straight up thought they replaced Nicolas Cage as the dad. I did too. <laughs> Until I looked at the uh, cast and no, lo and behold, that's still Nicolas Cage. Is it the entire original cast? I'm pretty sure. Because, yeah, Emma Stone's back. Um, isn't it Cloris Leachman that plays the grandma? Or I Glenn Close? So. No, I think it's Glenn Close, isn't 
It might be Glenn Close. Then Ryan Reynolds. I actually think Horace Leachman passed away, unfortunately. Okay, so maybe... maybe oh, no, it is Cloris Leachman. My bad. Is she not dead? I, uh, she isn't. No, my bad. So she's still <laughs> alive. My bad. <laughs> I feel like an asshole. Yeah, you should. I'm sorry. Um, That's cool. Like, I'm glad that after this many years, they're able to bring the whole cast back. Yeah, I agree. Question is, who's is the guy who played the son coming back? Oh, he definitely is. What about the mom? The mom, I don't know. She didn't really talk that much. That's true. Who played the? Oh, it was Clark Duke that played Thunk. Who's Clark Duke? Um, have you seen The Office? Like the last season? No. Gosh damn. Okay, well, do you recognize him at all? Oh, he's from a uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah, yeah, he does the voice. I didn't know that. That's freaking awesome. Please tell me he's coming back to voice him in this one. Please, 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 please. Oh, good, he is. Nice. Phew. Yeah, his voice is super recognizable. It, yeah, it really is. Um, There's a lot of people that I feel do really good uh, voice work. And one of the biggest surprises for me has been Nicholas Holt. He does a... He's a, this Hulu show like it's an animated show but it doesn't even sound like nicholas holt really yeah he does so good hmm what's it called let's check it out ah shit it's that like little little figure looking people the swords and like the knight on hulu god damn it (laughs) i'm sorry the the little play things with the swords and shit doesn't really narrow something down for me. Alright, one second. Crossing Swords. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's on Hulu, and it's... Here, let me show you a picture. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that looks entertaining as hell, but yeah, I've never even heard of that. That's crazy, because they. I feel like Hulu was putting a big old push on, on nah, this. Nah, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, they have a crazy cast, though. Who else they got besides Nicholas Holt? Uh, where do you want to freaking start? So, they got Nicholas Holt, Luke Evans. Okay. Tony Hale, Seth Green, Tara Strong. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, Yvette Nicole Brown, Ben Schwartz. Oh, yeah, I'm so in for Ben Schwartz. Yeah, they got a lot of people. All right, I'm sold. Yeah, it is, it's super good. And a lot of these characters don't... At least Nicholas Holt and Luke Evans... Like, you can kind of tell it's Luke Evans, but barely. Damn. Like, they do so good. And then, obviously, Tara Strong is freaking amazing. Yeah, of uh, Seth Green, you can tell it's him. Fair. Like, everyone else, you can kind of tell that it's them, but yeah. Nicholas Holt and Luke Evans are damn near impossible Shit. to tell it's them. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, super good. Super good show. Freaking hilarious. Okay. Let's check it out. What's, what's it called again? Crossing Swords. Crossing Swords, okay. Yeah. You should be able to find it in, like, the Hulu originals. Oh, okay, cool. Very nice. Yeah. Anyway, uh, getting back to the crudes. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little off tangent. It's all good. Yeah, a little bit. 
Um, surprisingly, not sponsored by <laughs> Crossing Swords. <laughs> um, so the Croods 2. So from what I get from the story is that the Croods have become like adventurers. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, and then they stumble upon a modern world, quote unquote. Yeah, and it's freaking hilarious because, like, I forget that like the names of the like the characters, but it, isn't it Ryan Reynolds the yeah the, the boyfriend? Dad. No, the boyfriend. Oh, it is. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, we Nicholas Cage is the dad. No, I meant the dad for the other family. Oh, is he? I don't know. I forget who voices the boyfriend then. Um, let's find out. Oh, yeah, no, no, it's Ryan Reynolds that voices the boyfriend. Oh, okay, okay. He voices okay. Guy. Guy. <laughs> yeah, so it's freaking funny because there's like this wall and then they cross the wall and then they find like all this food. And then he's the one that points out and he's like, it's weird that this grows in like straight lines and then they get captured. <laughs> Isn't uh, Emma Stone's character like Eep? Eep? Yeah, Eep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> but yeah, then they kind of deal with like these people that are have like these modern amenities. Like, obviously gardening. And... Like what, a window? Yeah. Like a house instead of a cave? <laughs> and... It, elevators and just just random shit like that and it's so funny (laughs) my favorite joke was when it was the uh the kill circle oh yeah (laughs) and the dad is is like missing or something like that and then the mom's like all right everyone form the kill circle and so they like form this circle and then the dad comes out of these bushes and then, like, they throw stuff at him. And and like, it, sorry. Never he... apologize for an effective kill circle. <laughs> <laughs> that was easily my favorite joke yeah, of the Yeah, I, I would have trailer. to agree. That is the best one. Yeah. It seems like it's going to keep the same humor. Which works for me. Yeah. Like, that was the best part. Like, the humor was so smart. Yeah, it was. At first. And I'm glad that they kept kept that going. I'm too. I just don't know how this movie's going to perform because they're still planning on releasing it on uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, I I don't think the families are still they're still not ready to go back to the movies. It's going to be quite a while, I feel. They didn't say video on demand or anything with this. Nope, just it looks like it's just theaters. That might be a poor decision. Yes, I absolutely agree. Honestly, I feel like video on demand movies would do better on holidays. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not. I'm saying pre-COVID. Yeah. I feel like it would have done better. I mean, yeah. You know, like you eat dinner with your family, and then after you just relax on the couch and watch a good movie together. Yeah, watch a new movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, that would be awesome. Because ain't nobody going Black Friday shopping this year. Hell no. I ain't getting. Dude, but can you imagine the deals we're gonna get this year? Yeah, but are they really worth going out and? Well, it depends There's... if I can get a Switch and Breath of the Wild for cheap. Do you want to face the possibility that you'll attract COVID? But Legend of Zelda. <laughs> but COVID-19. <sighs> I mean, if I catch it, 
I'd have to quarantine myself for 14 days, where I could play my <laughs> Breath of the Wild. You son of a bitch, you <laughs> hacked the system. Um, no, like I, I, I'd have to go through like Cyber Monday. Yeah, that's what get I'm a going through. Deal. Yeah, I'm not going out at all. Cyber Monday is my thing this year. Yeah, Black Friday would it have to be limited people like if i if i were to if i were to go out on um on black friday which i I haven't for the past like ever but if i were to go out on black friday if i saw a big ass line i would just keep driving yeah or just come home i honestly don't i i feel there's a strong chance that they are going to cancel black friday this year I hope they don't cancel the deals. I don't think they'll cancel the deals. I just think that they'll hold them like almost all online. I hope so. Which I think is a way smarter idea. Yeah. Honestly, I would offer better deals online. Yeah. That way it encourages people to stay home. But they have to really monitor their websites, especially this year then, to avoid any crashing or shit like that. Yeah, that would be a shit show. Because, yeah. Um... Yeah, I'm I'm somewhere I'm between either like wanting to get a switch or wanting to get the new like how uh you can game on your phone Ooh. with uh Xbox like cloud gaming. I'm just gonna go in for a shit ton of four K's and Blu rays, that's what I go for <laughs> every year. Yeah. I wanna play I want a way to play some of my games mobile. Because okay. like the the issue with me is I like to like at night I like to play my games. Yeah. But I can't always go out and play on my TV because the TV is right up against the wall of Iris's room. Yeah. And but like when I can play, it's typically like she's asleep. Yeah. And so it's hard because I can't keep the volume up super loud, but it's I play story based games. So it's kinda like I need to hear <laughs> Yeah, it's like a it's like a perfect storm of shit, and so I'm like, what ends up happening is like I don't want to play out on the couch. I don't have anywhere to sit. Yeah, my like because I play with a wired controller. The wired controller doesn't go back that far. Yeah, unfortunately. So I can't sit on my couch. I have to sit on the floor, and I can't have the volume up too loud. Otherwise, it wakes up the baby, and it's just like, eh. So I would rather be able to play like with the cloud system okay. where I can connect my phone to a controller and play through there. That way I can play in bed, have the See, volume up a little bit louder so I could there you go. hear everything. Because like for me, it, the graphics, like they're fine and everything, like seeing like the visuals, but I'm mostly focused on the story and the story is easily the most important to me i because i've played games with like shitty gameplay shitty graphics but the story was amazing and i loved it okay speaking did they release avengers on switch or was it just on ps4 and xbox one i think it was only on that and then like whatever the stadia thing is that google released i don't even know what the hell that is yeah i don't think anyone does but yeah, those were I think those were the only systems. I don't think they did, did it on Switch. Okay, just wondering. Yeah. Anyway, um, what the hell were we talking about? Well, we were talking about the crudes. 
Yeah. How did we get on this? Yeah, how did we get to <laughs> Black Friday? Gosh, we are so unorganized in we our thoughts. We really are. Anyway, uh, the Crudes looks good. If they put it on POV. POV. Oh, VOD. VOD. That's what we're talking not about. POV. POV. That's something completely different. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like it would have more success if they put it on VOD. Yeah, I'll rent. I'd rent it. I would too, honestly. Um. All right, moving on. We have a trailer finally Woo. for something Marvel. <laughs> we got WandaVision. Woo woo! Hell yeah. I'm a little bummed out that we're not getting Falcon and the Winter Soldier yet. I am too, but you know what? This is a really good holdover. It is. It is a very good holdover. Um, I'm just glad we're getting something Marvel this year. Yeah. And this show just looks like a lot of fun. I'm getting a lot of I Love Lucy vibes, and that's a good thing. Yeah, it feels like it's going to be trippy. Yeah, which I love. Because they have, like like you said, the I Love Lucy kind of bewitched vibes. Yeah. Um, it looks like they're using classic filmmaking techniques with like how bewitched and everything. Cause they, it, they kind of have the, um, well, okay. So yeah, Wanda uses a spell to kind of pour wine and it looks like it's on a stick. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, you can tell that it's obviously not like CGI and it's not moving with like, like fluid or anything. And then same with, like, Vision changing how he looks. Like, he's about to walk out the door, and then Wanda makes, like, a little, like, kind of, like, the smile motion. And then Vision's like, oh, yeah. And then he, like, you hear this bling. And then it's, like, he his face is normal. Oh, like, it doesn't, like, transform yeah. or anything, like, super advanced. I, I love that. I, I did, too. It's fantastic. This movie seems, or this show seems like it's going to be a freaking mind f it is and honestly i feel that works really well for scarlet witch and the the character that they've set up for in the sim- mcu oh yeah I almost said the sim mcu yeah because they have like the like the sitcom vibe yep then they kind of had the um like brady bunch sort of like coloring and vibes yeah the the costumes like because they have like a halloween thing oh yeah that looks freaking awesome Awesome, because so Scarlet awesome. Witch is in her classic outfit, and even Vision is in his classic outfit. I didn't, I never thought we were going to see that. It looks so awesome. It looks so good. <laughs> it t- it kind of shows why they couldn't go with a comic accurate. It plays for cheese, but it's great. Yeah, and it's so good. Like everything about this is so good. Like all the different little like. Like I don't even the the little charm of the charm of each of these like sitcoms and shows they're pulling off to make something like amazing and then they completely like flip the script and make it like twisted when Vision does something to Catherine Hahn's character yeah. like unlocks something in her mind and she's just like am I dead and he's like no why would you say that. <laughs> And then she's like, "Cause you're dead." I'm just like, "Oh shit, <laughs> this is trippy." <laughs> oh, so good, so good. The use of music in this was awesome because it was like, hot, like, 
kind of like jolly and then as soon as it gets into some weird stuff it like slows down and like sounds a little bit like more echoey and ooh, freaking <laughs> it's haunting it's so good i'm so freaking excited for this i'm too did they give a uh um a general area of when it's supposed to be released all they said was coming soon damn it so Honestly, something I hope they do is release it before Halloween. It's not like really, really soon. It is, but they they only have like what three more months, four more months yeah. to release it. Fair. Yeah, because they have the rest of September, which is almost over. Yeah. Then they have October, November, and December to release. They have three months to release it. Have they, I wonder if like. And I'm assuming it's going to be six episodes, like. They've announced it's going to be. That would make the most sense. So, six episodes over a span of... So, that's six weeks. So, they have a month and a half to release the entire the entirety of the show. If yeah. they're releasing it weekly. Which I kind of hope they don't. <laughs> yeah, because on Disney Plus, it still says 2020. Yeah, so... I feel like it makes sense to release it early this month or late next month. Okay, yeah, I can agree with that. Like it'd kind of be cool if like the first episode was on Halloween. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, but that falls on a Saturday. You think they'd release it on a Saturday? <sighs> I don't know. Because I know the Mandalorian is getting released early. Or late next month, too. Oh, shit. But, but like, okay, I know that it's it's not really competing with anything, though. Like, if you, if you really think about it, The Mandalorian is would just be competing with WandaVision, and it's both on Disney+. Plus. So I don't think Disney would care. Fair. That's, that's a good point. Because I think what they realize, if they do one episode, and they release it weekly you're going to watch Mandalorian because Mandalorian's half an hour, maybe. Yeah. I think it might be 40 minutes, but I'm pretty sure it's like half an hour episodes. So you have the half an hour episode for Mandalorian and then however long the episodes are going to be for WandaVision, which I think they're going to be an hour. Okay. Yeah, I, I do not know that. If, I, if the information that I have is correct. <laughs> Because I th- believe that they said that they were going to make the sh- those episodes an hour long. Okay. The Marvel shows. So do hour long, but a shorter series. Yeah. So we'll get six hours of WandaVision. Okay. That, that, would, that, that would definitely work. Yeah. And then Mandalorian, we get about four or five hours. So there's enough time to watch them both. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You have to watch the first season. Okay. When are you going to get to it? You keep talking about it like, oh, yeah, I need to watch that. I need to watch that. I need to watch that. Freaking watch it. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. You know what? Now that I'm finally caught up on Superstore, I will. That's a pr- Okay. I'll make you a promise. By next week, I will have the first two episodes watched. That's doable. Okay. What happens if you don't? Um, how many fail points do you want to 
wager. I'm assuming we're going to wager fail points. Yeah. All right. If you don't watch the two episodes by next week, well, let's just make it two fail points. All right. Okay. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, out of these two, well, since there's only two, let's just do like a one out of ten for both of them. Okay. I like this idea. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? You can go first. Okay. Uh, Crudes, two. I'd go an eight out of ten. And uh, WandaVision, probably the same. Yeah, I'm actually about the same for both. Eight out of ten. Okay. With Crudes, I'm about a seven. Okay, that's her. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly excited, but... I mean, honestly, if something else comes along, I'll probably, like, miss out on watching this. Rude. Like, it'll probably be a while before I get to it, if anything else comes out. If nothing else comes out, then I'll probably watch it as when it comes out, what that or means shortly it, after it comes out. Basically, what that means, he won't watch it until I buy it, and then send him the digital code. <laughs> yeah, if it comes, it's not one I would rent on VOD, unless you were to come over and watch it. You cheap whatever screw you <laughs> that's how i was with the other one bill and ted no uh oh. the crudes oh oh i didn't know that yeah i didn't watch that opening day oh, i didn't either i didn't i didn't watch that till it hit war gardens yeah i didn't watch it till it came to like Redbox. oh damn yeah and then wandavision just because i've missed marvel so much i'm about a nine all right fair and I really, I really like the character of Vision, and the the combination of stories that they're gonna try and do. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a uh, just a freaking mind. Game. I feel it's gonna be something special. I hope it is, because now this is gonna set the bar for all future Marvel shows. Yep. So because it was gonna be Falcon and Winter Soldier, but nope, nope, not anymore. All right. Well, with that, I s- let's say we get into the main event of the evening. Let's do it. Time for the main event. It's main event time. Let's play game. Before we get into the actual main event of the evening, we have some answers to our question of the week from some of our bros. Uh, Rose is taking a quick break, so I'm going to handle this portion by myself. Uh, First off, we got a response from Young Yoda at Random Germ 101. Oh, it'd probably help if I told you what our question of the week was. I said, like Capone... You need to hide $10 million. Where are you hiding it? So, Young Yoda, at RandomGerm101 on Twitter, said, Somewhere where Geraldo Rivera will never find it. And for those of you that are uncultured like me, I did not know who Geraldo (laughs) Rivera was. Um, So, like most people, freaking Googled that shit. Um, and he 
is apparently a American journalist who gained popularity with the TV special The Mystery of Al Capone's Vaults. So, yeah. Um, I didn't have any, <laughs> didn't have any idea who, who he was. So that's some good information, and it's kind of ties into uh, who we were talking about. So absolutely appreciated that little reference, and I learned some shit. Uh, next up, we got Kyle and Nick on film at KN on film. They said, in a DVD case for Howling 7, New Moon Rising, no one is opening that case. And no joke. Absolutely no joke there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that... Howling 7, oh my gosh. Jeez, that's... Uh... That's a tough one. That's a... <sighs> like... I don't know. I didn't really care for it. It, but you're absolutely correct. No one's opening that. I mean, hell, you could just put it in a DVD case. Well, that's not true, unless you're Rose. Well, he has Blu-ray. Is Blu-ray the same as the DVD case? Probably not. Uh, next up, we got All Flicker. I hardly knew her. Hashtag Biden Harris 2020 at All Flicker. Uh, he said. People really don't pay attention to the movies they watch, do they? And I'm assuming he's referring to our question of the week and saying that Capone high or hid $10 million and we're not 100% certain if it's actually real or not. Spoiler alert. Um, we do pay attention. I just couldn't come up with a better question of the week. Actually, both of us pay attention. Well, Rose does more often than I do. Anyway, uh, moving on. Next, we got Mike at Newfie Mikey. Uh, he said, I live pretty much in the middle of nowhere, so I could take a few cases and bury them where nobody could find them. And we had a little bit of a conversation there. I I definitely think he has an advantage living out in the middle of, the, middle of nowhere. Hiding it in a well-populated area would be a, a lot more difficult to do than putting it in the middle of nowhere. Because in the middle of nowhere... You could just go dig up a hole, put it somewhere random, and no one in their mother is going to freaking find it. And when you're in a highly populated area, you're going to have a lot more difficulty putting it somewhere. And it's not necessarily that people that are looking for it are going to find it. You just have the risk or running the risk of having someone stumble across it and taking your $10 million. And that would blow. Anyway, um... And then our last response comes from the Cold Collars Comedy at Cold Collars. Um, they said, a couple of rectums should do it. And for $10 million, that is a shit, <laughs> pun intended, a shit ton of ass, uh, shit god damn it, shit ton of asses. <laughs> Ugh, like, I don't even want to know how many people you would need to shove. $10 million up someone's anus. Anyway, uh, we didn't get any responses on Instagram or Facebook per usual. Um, so, with that, 
thank you everyone that responded to our question of the week. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to more answers of yours in the future. Alrighty then. Well, for this week's breakdown, I forgot what I was going to say. Jeez Louise. <laughs> for this week's breakdown, uh, we are going to be talking about Capone. Yeah, featuring Tom Hardy. And a, I would say Linda Cardellini, too. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. Yeah. So, if you are new to our breakdown system, what we have done, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually grade to come to an all bros letter grade. Letter score thing. Damn, we've done how many breakdowns and you're screwing this up? You know what? Bite me. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, so it's hard. Forget you, because I don't want to feel like I'm like talking, like saying the same thing over and over again. Oh, Caleb's struggling. <laughs> Freaking kill you. <laughs> All right, so yeah, eight categories individually grade comes to a letter grade at the very end of the breakdown. So the eight categories that we grade are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then give it an overall genre grade or a personal grade because we can't be 100% biased on this show. Yeah. We try, but, you know. Yeah. So with that, let's get started. And Rose will be reading the synopsis of Capone for our story. Um, if you have not seen the movie, spoiler, spoiler alerts ahead. All right, so. Once the most feared bootlegger in Chicago, mobster Al Capone is finally brought down when he's successfully prosecuted for tax evasion. At the age of 40, following nearly a decade of imprisonment, he is released after the government deems him no, to no longer be a threat as his mind is slowly rotting from untreated neurosyphilis. Now retired and living with his family in Palm Island, Florida, Capone remains under surveillance by federal agents as they think he may be faking his insanity. Forced to sell many of his remaining belongings to pay old debts and support himself, Capone begins to have hallucinations and loses control of his motor functions as his disease progresses. He acknowledges that he did that he hid $10 million before he was convicted, although he cannot remember where it is. After Capone, whose memory is nearly gone, has a physical confrontation with his wife May, she instructs her husband's bodyguards to keep everyone away from him. Meanwhile, Capone has increasingly de debilitate, yeah, debilitating visions of the men he killed and many of the violent acts he committed throughout his life. His mental capacity continues to deteriorate until, deteriorate until a psychiatrist hired to evaluate him declares that his IQ is no more than that of a child. Racked with guilt and having alienated all around him, Capone eventually dies of complications from his syphilis in January 1947 at the age of 48. His surviving family changes their name from Capone, and the money he allegedly hid away has never been recovered. I did not expect the plot to be that to the point, but it works. Yeah, definitely works. <laughs> um, going into this movie... I was expecting something a little different. 
I was too. I honestly, I had no, because I really had not, I don't even think I saw the trailer for this movie. Did we talk about the trailer for this? We did. I, for some reason, I don't remember it at all. It's a forgettable trailer, it, honestly. Okay, because I straight up thought that this was going to be like Capone and his like, uh, glory days for some reason. I did not know that this was going to focus on the last year of his life. They kind of... <sighs> I don't remember the trailer all that well, because like I said, it's really forgettable. But I wasn't expecting Capone. Like, it just felt like we just saw some man deteriorating into death. Yeah, didn't... Like, nothing super special I mean, I don't really him. know a lot about Al Capone, so... The only thing I know is that he was just a notorious gangster, and so, yeah, that's the reason that he got thrown in prison for tax evasion is because the government couldn't prove that he did anything else. Yeah. Like, they literally just took him for whatever the hell that they could. Makes sense. And I feel like the government was watching him super closely after they released him from Alcatraz because they were maybe afraid that he was faking it. <laughs> I mean, can you can't blame him. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd yeah. be watching him like a freaking hawk. Yeah, the kind of man Capone was, don't blame him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or, I'm sorry, the fawns. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah, so like like you said, it focused on the the last year of his life, and it wasn't a good year for yeah, anyone. Like, damn. Like, um. Yeah, you know, his wife is going through shit with him, trying to kind of. Oh, I remember what's that one scene where they're uh, her and the psychiatrist are sitting by the pool, and she's just like, "I've waited like so many years to finally have a break." And this is, like, my break, so, like, no one's taking that away from me or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then when, uh, later on in the movie, when it's shown that Capone really doesn't have the motor, the only motor skills of a child, his uh, son, Junior, I think that's his name, um, comes in and he tells him about, uh, this is a spoiler alert, his uh, other son. And then Junior's like, no, I'm your son. He's like, no, no, you're not. And just... Like, shit like that, I'm just like, okay, so, like, those were, you know, like, those are really good character-building moments. I really liked those moments. It's just, like, some other moments that I'm just, like, like, Caleb pointed out earlier, when it comes to, like, the, f uh, I want to call them flashbacks, or would you call them flashbacks? I'd say more, like, it's kind of a combination of flashbacks and hallucinations. Okay. Because yeah. it wasn't, like... It wasn't flashing back to him back in his prime. That's it was true. M more memories. It was kind of like the same situation that we had with like the five bloods where he was thinking back on these situations, but putting himself as he is now yeah. in those scenarios. But like you said, it was kind of hard to point out which actually did happen and which is honestly just an, a hallucination. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, one of the scenes that does that for sure is actually near the end when, I mean, they call him Fawns throughout it. So, okay, I'm just gonna say Capone, but when I wish he they would called him Capone, yeah, but like as it makes sense that they wouldn't, though. yeah. Okay, maybe Al. Yeah. Call him so, Al. whatever. Capone goes. Like, disappears, and everyone's like, okay, where the hell did he go? And so they're searching the grounds for him. 
and he's in this shed and he pulls out his old Tommy gun. Yeah. And ends up shooting the groundskeeper. And then there's like this whole scene where he's just shooting up everyone. Yeah, and then he shoots uh one of his uh main uh, bodyguards that's been his bodyguard for like years, Gino. Yeah, Gino, who ends out. up or who actually was like like a gun for hire or an assassin. Yeah. For him, just like basically the the guy doing all the dirty work. And so it shows shows him shooting that him up, shooting up a bunch of other people, and just shooting up everyone. And then it cuts to this scene where he falls into his like a lake or a swamp or yeah. something, and is just like kind of floating there on his back. And then there's like an alligator, and then there's like this big wave that comes and hits him. Then there's this random ass freaking farm that he's on, and then he wakes up on the ground. But then I'm like, okay, so this is where I and then, I lost uh, it. Then oh yeah, so he wakes up on the ground. Only the groundskeeper is shot. See, yeah, that's and what everyone I else is like, about. like, because when he first woke up, I'm like, okay, maybe he just like fell over, like nothing actually happened. I'm like, holy shit, he actually did shoot that guy. <laughs> yeah, I actually no, I I thought like all of that shit was just an hallucination for him. I didn't actually think he shot anyone. Yeah, that's Gosh, what I thought damn. too. And it's just. Shit like that was so confusing because yeah. they never explained it. No, not not one bit. Like I, I'm definitely not a someone that advocates for hand holding in a movie. No, I'm not. Either. But you gotta give us something to work with. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like different shit. Like there was a scene where he. Where it seems like his wife calls an old friend of his to come watch him. And then he comes over, like, and it's so odd. Because yeah, so was that guy even there? I don't. Fr- no, I'm assuming that was no. Matt Dillon's character. Yes, Johnny, wasn't it? Or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, but it's just it's so weird because it feels like his wife calls him. He's like doing some girl, and then he picks up the phone, and he's just like, "Oh, I got to go to Florida." drives and he's like there hanging out with Capone but then it turns out that he's not really there yeah it's... because it's so odd because his wife calls what is it Johnny I think so yeah he calls or she calls Johnny while Capone's out of commission yeah he's like asleep or or something yeah so how does that freaking make sense I, who I, did she call I or did she just not call anyone? <laughs> like, it's like if that's what? the case, she didn't call anyone. Then why the hell did you throw that scene in? Is that just to throw the audience off? Because if that's the case, that was very unnecessary. It was cheap. Yeah. If that's what it was. Yeah. Cause is. Did you see who directed this? Uh, I did. I'm not calling their name. Who was it? Josh Trank. Fan stick Josh Trank. Yes, sir. It shows. <laughs> 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 oh Fair no enough. yep i know yeah when i saw those credits were all i'm like you gotta be freaking kidding me that explains a lot yeah <laughs> it does it's just uh, i don't know what he was going for it's like he was leading us on but lying to us yeah that's a good way to put it 
at gosh, that was because I would have sworn that she interacted with him. Yeah, I swear. Yeah, I swear the same thing. So that's absolute bullshit. If he was just not really there and he was just someone that died way back when. Like, that makes zero sense. Yeah, because it's shown in the... or uh, I'm assuming that one actually happened, that Johnny was the one that uh, Gino stabbed to death. Yeah. So, gosh. This, this movie had some issues. Like, they just... We were lied to, for one. Yeah. And it's... It's fine. I, I say it's fine to ba- mislead the audience and be like, oh, this was just in his imagination. But don't set up something. Like, if you're going to set up an imaginary figure, don't set up that someone talked to them. Yeah. Someone that's not part of this, like, the, the, the imagination. Like, don't. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. And it's lying to the audience. And I don't care for that. Yeah, I, I don't either. And it's like all the like the the hallucinations. I can accept those. Yeah. That's not really lying. It's telling the audience one thing, getting them to believe one thing, and then showing that it's not true later on. But not having like that. It's like the uh, the consistency. Yeah. Like the continuity was just. Busted. Like, you can't mess with continuity. No, you can't. I mean, not like that. Yeah. So, ugh. <laughs> Did you happen to see how long this movie was? It was an hour and 45 minutes? It wasn't even... It was an hour and 10 minutes. What? Yep. Oh, it felt longer than that. Right? It was... The pacing was so off. Yeah. And it it's like, it's it's the fan stick issue. Like I was going to bring this up before I knew Josh Trank directed this, but it's it's the, the fan stick issue. It seems so long. Like there were times like I was just like, "Gosh, is this going to be over soon?" And <laughs> then I checked, and I'm like, "This is only like an hour long." Damn. And it it, it feels so much longer. It really does. Honestly, it felt like a two-hour movie. Easily. Yeah. And it, it that's awful. That is absolutely awful. Because we've... It's a testament. We can we know that there's a three-hour movie out there that feels like an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. This movie, on the first watch, too. First watches usually go really quick for me. But I was just, I was waiting for this movie to be over. I was too. Was like, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Uh, like it, it's like that was my biggest issue. So the story was slow. It dragged. We were lied to. Yep. Like they weren't following the rules of the of the universe. Yeah. That he set in place. Like this, the story kind of sucked. So, what are you thinking for uh, for a story? Um, Maybe a sixty-five. What are you thinking? 
honestly, I probably would not go that high. Okay, I can definitely go lower. <laughs> Let's hear how low can you go? <laughs> I can go hella low. I'm like 50. Straight up 50. I can give you 50. I, I'm i not going to argue that. All right, moving on to... So 50, right? That's what Yeah, 50, 50. Okay. So moving on to writing. This wasn't very strong in writing either. No, maybe a little uh, improvement, but not so much. Not not that much at all. Yeah. I'd say it's like 55. 55. Yeah. <laughs> it's barely better than the, than the story. And it sucks because I feel like all the dialogue was like, was didn't need to be in there. No, it didn't. Like it, the dialogue didn't like go anywhere. I don't think it like drove the story at all. The story was just following what was happening to Capone. Yeah, and you didn't need all that. No, like all the all the stuff that was being spoken. Like there wasn't anything deep in this movie. Not really. Yeah, there wasn't anything. That needed to be said, I feel. Oh. It could have easily just been background noise. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that they had to say is how much a carrot can really look like a cigar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if that was real or not. Like a real like fact, but so stupid. If it was, I'm sorry. That's freaking hilarious. That is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I'll give them the extra five points just for the... Who the hell you think he is, Bugs Bunny? <laughs> like that's the only thing that I feel that was, was like pretty funny. This is worth it. Yeah. But yeah, the writing was just yeah, yeah, it was just, eh, yeah. Anyway, um, moving on to acting. All right, so of course want to grade Tom Hardy. Yeah, I'd so say we definitely. Should we see Tom Hardy and Linda Cardellini? I guess that's, they were the biggest parts in that's this really movie. All I can... So let's start off with Linda. She was really good. She was really good. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I never. I don't think I've ever watched a movie where I don't like her. Yeah, her ex, her Italian accent was a little. Was eh. she even trying to do one? It didn't seem like she was. She did at times. Okay. Like it, there was just like certain things that she would yell that were, um. Italian sounding, uh, but everything else it just sounded like it was she was talking. <laughs> when I first saw her, the first thing that came to my mind, Laura, you're cheating on Clint. How dare you? <laughs> uh, good uh, hell. I know. I got problems. Yeah. She I mean she was good. I don't think this was her best performance by Honestly, oh, no, no. No, that no, that's Scooby Doo. <laughs> Oh good hell! Oh shit! Honestly, that would never not be funny. <laughs> I'm like a little higher than like a seventy-five, but I'm a lot a little lower than eighty. Like seventy-seven, seventy-seven, seventy-eight. Okay, that's around where I'm sitting. Which do you want to go with? Whatever you're down for. Well, like, what do you think? Uh, go. Let's go seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Yeah. Like, is that like where were you sitting with her? Like, were you thinking higher? You know, actually, no. Can I think of back to 77? (laughs) 
good hell, dude. Because the 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 not being consistent with the accent kind of kills it. Yeah, it kind of does. I knock her down a point for that. Fair. Yeah, so let's go with seventy-seven for her. Um, then we can. All right, then next up we got Tom Hardy. How did you feel about his accent? It was rough. Yeah, um, not his best performance. I'm sorry. It wasn't. I know he was trying, but I will say this: he did pretty well with what he was given. He what he did. Uh, prosthetics on him looked really good. Yeah, th- definitely, and I'll give them all the props for that in costumes. Yeah, but his acting it is just. It was confusing. Yeah, a bit. Like the, just the Like there's a scene where he's in his like his home theater and he's watching Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And he stands up to sing the King of the Forest song with the Cowardly Lion. Yeah. Then he goes to the bathroom. And then he like swings back like the curtain and he's staring at someone. They a... never explained who the hell that dude is. You didn't recognize him? No, who was he's, he? He's a psychiatrist. The doctor. Was he really? Uh-huh. Yeah. That yeah, is that... terrifying. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, so that, yeah, that's why I got really confused that like he doesn't say anything. He doesn't scream for help that he, why he's there. Yeah, it's never brought up, brought up again at all. I'm like, okay. The, what was the point of that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the hell yeah I, I yeah i don't i don't get it <laughs> it's like the most randomest appearance of a character i've seen in quite a while yeah what was what was the goal i mean he is spying on capone yeah but in his bathroom yeah i know right yeah freaking creep <laughs> <laughs> Gotta see if he's packing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm kidding. I can make so many jokes about Tom Hardy with, you know, like packing and shit, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I did not realize it was the doctor. Yeah. I thought it was just some random person. <sighs> no, no. Yeah, I recognize the uh, glasses and I recognize the face too. Odd. So, yeah. Makes it even more weirder, right? Yeah. <laughs> if that, like, that makes, that seems so much worse. Yeah. Right? Like, knowing it's someone that we, that he has interacted with before. What? <laughs> <laughs> For real, though. It's weird as hell. Okay. Um, whatever, I guess. <laughs> yeah, his. I will say it's a was a little bit better than Linda's. I'll give you that, but not but not by much. Not by much at all. I I wouldn't even put it in the eighties. I'd say seventy nine. That's that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the final acting grade. Well, probably it's going to be seventy eight. <laughs> there. Yeah. There we go. That that would definitely make the most sense. All right. Character development. So, obviously, we need to grade this arc. It's a reverse arc. Yes. That he's just declining into more, like, childhood. 
Yeah. I guess. That being said, still not good. Not at all. It's just like you expect him to get like what if you think about this, what was the point of this movie? I think they kind of want you to maybe like feel for Capone and like what he went through, but then I really didn't feel that at all. Like I didn't have like any emotions, like any nothing put me in a place where I felt bad for him. Yeah. Like, is that what the, the beginning scene was supposed to be, where he's playing hide-and-seek with the children? I think so. You're supposed to like, kind of realize that, you know, like, he has a soft side. He's still a person. He was a mobster. He, you know, he, a lot of people consider him a horrible person, but he is still a person. I didn't get that at all. Like, I didn't that either. scene did nothing for no. me. Uh-uh. Yeah, the whole <sighs> opening scene was just, like, weird. Yeah. Like it does, like I said, it does nothing for you with his character. Nope. It just kind of show, like, shows a little humanity about him. Yeah. But it doesn't like connect you to the character at all. Yeah. That's honestly now knowing that that's Josh Trank, that's an issue you have with Fanforstick. You don't connect with any of the characters. The only reason I maybe connected with the characters is just because I really like the actor. So like I'd say like like Miles Teller's Mr. Fantastic. He is he's not Reed Richards, not not at all. But I connect with the character because I love the actor so much. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. Definitely. But it's like the other ones like you can connect with the the actor cuz I definitely connect like I wanted to like him in this. Yeah. Cuz Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy. Yeah, it great actor. This it didn't do it. Nope. Uh-uh. Cause, like the character itself, I could give two shits about. Yeah, I could. Like honestly, I thought this was going to be his uh, career-defining role. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good at acting. Like he's such an amazing actor. Yeah. Wasted talent. It really sucks. It sucks so bad, and it's because. Josh Trank can't direct characters worth a shit. No, he cannot. Like, but then he goes around and blames the studio on why his movie sucks. No, after fan <laughs> fan four, if fan four stick would have been your only bad film, I would have given you a pass. Yeah, Capone also being having the same issues with. Actually, I think. Yeah, fan four stick felt like it went too long. But it was super short. Yeah. It was like so weird because it felt like it went on too long, but it was rushed. This completely different issue. It went on too long and it was slow. Yeah. And the characterization sucked. Seriously, though, it's so bad. It is so oh. bad. It's so bad. I. Uh. It the mo- the it leads nowhere. No, huh? Like it doesn't like. It doesn't do anything right with the characters. Like honestly, even like the ending. Do you feel like the ending's kind of like abrupt? That like all of a sudden. Oh yeah, it just so sa- abrupt. Starts doing a zoom out. I'm like, oh okay, so it's already it's over. Okay. Yeah, like it's so abrupt. Like it didn't show that. <sighs> 
honestly, this movie could have had a lot of help with some flashbacks. Oh yeah, absolutely. Show a connection, like show a connection between Capone and Junior. Yeah. Show a connection between Capone and Johnny. Show him like a connection between him and his wife. Show us anything that connects us to these people. Because once he starts breaking their hearts, we don't care. Yeah, no. Like when he started talking about Tony to his son, I'm just like, who cares? Yeah. Like I felt nothing. And then same thing with his wife. His wife just seemed to accept Tony out of the blue. And whenever, like, I felt bad for her because he was treating her poorly at times. And it's just like, like, you feel bad because she's a woman being abused by her husband. But other than that, you don't care. No. We need to see Capone treating her like a queen. And then turning on, like, turning on her. Yeah. Same thing with Junior. You need to see them connect, be father and son, show the humanity in Capone. Not just be like, Dad, I'm sad. <laughs> well, because, like, uh, in one part, Linda Cardellini was just like, you know, he he was a really good father to you. Um, I didn't see any of that. How the hell do How? I know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to show me that shit. Yeah, and then... Freaking Tony was what the hell? Well, I was so done with the whole. Phone oh calls. my gosh! Tony was so stupid. His role was ridiculous. He called and didn't talk. He called. Linda Cardellini answered the phone, and she's just like, "Hello," didn't answer, and then he'd hang up. He did that twice. The third time he called, he actually like talked, and then he hung up. Yeah, and then the fourth time. She talks. She says, says, Tony, hang up. And then suddenly, he's at their house. Because that makes sense. (laughs) I can't even talk to you over the phone, but I'm going to show up at your house. What? I would have loved if, uh, during one of the phone calls, Tony uh, says, is Tamara home? (laughs) (laughs) That would have just made the whole movie better. Just... Anything could have made this movie. Like, as we're talking about this, this just gets worse and worse. Right? Thank you. Josh Trank, you're a freaking plague on Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) He truly, truly is. Your characters blow. Yeah. They're absolute garbage. I know Al Capone wasn't a great human being, but he deserves a better movie than this. Oh, yeah. We, like I said, this shouldn't have just been about him declining into death. Yeah. I had no what idea kind of... he died that young, though. Yeah, 48. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, like, show who he was. You don't, if you, do, obviously you didn't want to go to primetime Capone. Yeah. We get it. But show us the humanity in the character. Mm-hmm. Make us care about him before you kill him off in the most stupid way possible. Uh, Actually, did we even see him die? Nope. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, because yeah, the final shot is just him and Tony sitting, looking out uh, at his uh, yard and shit, and then it says, uh, after Capone died, most of his family changed their names and all this shit. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm at like 50. Deal. I'll for freaking character development. Because wow. there was none. Because we don't get to see any progression. Yeah. We see the same character through the entire film telling a pointless story. I'm glad we're doing this movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> Giving us, like, a little bit more of a critiqueful eye. Yeah. Because a lot of the other ones we've really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the first movies in quite a while that I was on the verge of hating. I didn't I, like I, it. Yeah. At I, all. Yeah, maybe I really do hate this movie. Like, I'm trying to think if there was any... Like, the redeeming quality was Tom Hardy's acting. And that wasn't as good as... That wasn't really that good. It wasn't. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. It really does. All right. Next up, we got effects. Effects. Yeah. I mean, the gunshots. Yeah, the guns looked okay, I guess. The knife stabbing looked good. That was a pretty good practical effect. Was it, though? Okay, fair. You didn't really get to see it. Uh, Fair. All right. I'll give you that. Like, that was the most Capone thing we did, and Capone did nothing. Yeah, right? For real, though. And also, where... He had a gold Tommy gun? I wonder if that's real. Like, a real thing. Yeah, I don't know. That'd I mean, be cool, though. It looked more real than uh, the... <laughs> remember in uh, the Purge election year? Those uh, candy bar girls have, like, gold-painted guns, and you can totally tell that they're fake. Yeah. Okay. With the set, do we group that in effects or costumes? I think we group that in costumes, don't we? Do we? Or is it if I I don't know, I feel that would make more sense. I think with you would group it in costumes? I would. Okay, cuz I had some issues. Okay. Um <sighs> So when it comes to like the gunfire and the guns and the bleeding and all that shit, what would you give it? Honestly, I don't think it was that good. Not compared to, like, other films yeah. that we've seen. Maybe, like, 60? I wouldn't go quite that low, just because... Right. I mean, they were okay. I'd, I'd be in, like, the 85 range. 85? Okay. Because it's like they were better than average, I that's, would say. Okay, that's fair. We can give you that. All right, 85. All right, uh, next up, music. Music wasn't bad. It wasn't. Music was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was it was it was fairly good. Um the I, I the score was okay. I think I if I'm remembering the score, the score was actually pretty decent. I yeah, from what I'm remembering, yeah, it actually was. Um, it was one definitely one of the best parts of the movie. Yeah, it was like chilling, I'd yeah. say. Like the that cuz they were able to play it different ways, yeah. I feel. So like it with different tones behind it, ones where it's like more like a haunting tone, where where it's more like an upbeat tone. So that was I I appreciated that. Um, the soundtrack, pretty good. I agree. really good. Um, where would you put that? At? I'm not like a six or a seven. I was about a seven or eight. So let's just go seven. Yep. Seven it is. All right, costumes. Okay. Prosthetics on Tom Hardy looked amazing. They did, absolutely. Everyone else's outfits kind of fit the times. Yeah. 
So with that, I would put it at about eight or nine. Okay. What drags it down, since we include the sets, the statues looked like garbage. Yeah, they really did. They did not look like stone. They looked plastic. Yeah, they honestly really did. Like, I swear on one of the the uh, the statues, like, the hands, like, there was a statue that was kind of, like, had, like, a pointing, like, open hand point. Yeah. And all of the fingers looked, like, nubby. <laughs> and, like, those statues, they have really fine details in them. Yeah. Like, all of them have, like, a super fine detail, like... The real statues have, like, super fine, intricate detail. And these were just, like, big and clunky. Yeah. It didn't feel like they had any weight to them. No, it did not. Then there was, like, one that was holding a sword and it was, like, painted gold. That looks so dumb. It does. And then the sword was, like, super thick. Yeah. And it it looked dumb. Like, they looked plasticky. And there, there was one shot I would have sworn... It had like a plastic reflection on it, like with Damn. the with the light, like it kind of had that that plastic glow. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, so just with that being the set, yeah, I'm I'm jumping down a little lower. Like how low? Because what did I say? Eight or nine? Yeah. So I'd say about a seven. Seven? Okay, I can yeah. give you seven. It brings it down a lot just because. The statues are such a prominent part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And last but not least, our um, own um, scores. Personal grade? Yeah, personal grade. So let's have you go first. All right. This movie, once you start giving it some thought, is not very good at all. It lacks character. It lacks emotion. Everything that you're supposed to feel for this character is lost because they only focus on his decline. And you feel like it's not like they jump back and forth showing this man in his prime and showing what he's been reduced to. Because there's a scene where he's looking at a young Tony that like he's hallucinating a young Tony and he's looking and then he's there are these flies that come around and then Linda Cardellini jumps out because he shit the bed. <laughs> you feel it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. But you feel nothing yeah, in that know. moment yeah. for him. You're not like, oh poor guy. You're you're not it's nothing. You're just like <laughs> oh, he just shit the bed. <laughs> That freaking sucks. It would have had a better emotional impact had it been like a cutscene of him in the past being in his prime, being prime Al Capone, and showing just how much of a physical threat that he was, how big of a gangster, how much people respected him, and then cut back to him shit in the bed. That that would have been really good. Yeah, because then you're just like, oh damn, yeah. like, like sh- shit's just gone downhill for you, dude. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, and it's just, <laughs> 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 but 
that would have hit me more, hit me harder than the bullshit that they pulled. Yeah. And, like, same thing. Show us prime Capone. And then cut to... Shit like that. No, and then cut to the doctor. He's going to have to wear diapers. <laughs> yeah. Just... Like, oh. you'd, you'd honestly feel so much more emotion for Capone. Exactly. Show him in his prime taking his son out fishing. Having, like, bonding with his son. And doing all those things that a father does with their child and then cut to him being like you're not my son yeah like my son's tony and blah 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 and that would have just cut you deep Mm -hmm. show him treating his wife like an absolute queen a princess like an angel walking on air and then treating her like, and then cut to her treating her like shit Yeah, on his deathbed. Like, oh, like you could have done this so much better. <laughs> you, you honestly really could have. Yeah. And that's just ideas that we've come up. We haven't, we haven't talked about this, but like we typically try to avoid other than just sharing like, okay, this was okay. Like whatever. Like th- we only share like our initial thoughts yeah. on the movie all of these thoughts that we've had to improve the movie, we have come up with in the time that we've been talking about it. Mm-hmm. And that's sad. That is very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Production on a movie takes, what, a year, two years, maybe? Yeah, it kind of depends. Depends on the movie. Yeah. But typically about a, maybe a year yeah. is a good range. Because that's so. when about movie when movies get announced, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So he had a year to work on this movie. Josh Trank did. And the studios. Screw you guys for what letting this movie get out. Yeah, for real though. There's a reason why I just got a bare bones Blu-ray release. No digital copy. Nothing. Yeah. There, there is a reason why. It shows. <laughs> yeah. It definitely shows. And honestly, I am sitting like a 59. Okay. Because I didn't absolutely despise this movie. I think there's a lot that you can learn. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you can take away from this film is how to show the decline of a character. True. But the thing that this movie doesn't teach you or doesn't show you is how to raise a character up. Yes. So you if you're going to have like this roller coaster of up and down of if you're going to have a this downward spiral, if you're going to have like like I said we said the the reverse arc where you this character's just his arc is moving downward getting worse, you need to raise him up. Cuz otherwise it's just Oh, this guy's garbage, and it just gets worse from there. Yep. Because <laughs> you need to lift him up to something higher than what you put him at. Yeah. You like, and you need to bring it up higher and higher and higher, so that crash just hits a little harder. And yeah, like that's honestly the only thing I feel you can learn from this, other than like 
Capone died at 48, and he had a real shit life. Yep. Or a last, or yeah, a real last, shit last year. Yeah. One of the worst years you could possibly have. But honestly, yeah, I absolutely agree with everything Caleb said. Um, I know Tom Hardy, like, honestly, I feel he probably put his heart and soul into this performance, or at least he tried to. And I'm sorry, Tom, I did not love it. I'm very sorry, but... That's not his fault, No, though. it's not. No, that it's not. No. Absolutely not no, his fault. It's the writing's fault. Definitely the writing's fault. Yeah, so thanks, Josh Trank, for giving Tom Hardy a shitty role. Yeah. You asshole. <laughs> Dude, if I were to get offered a job, like a movie job, yeah, and they were just going to be like, hey, you get to work on this film, I'd be like, fantastic. And they're like, yeah, but we're going to partner you up with Josh Trank. I'd be like, mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid offer, but I'm going to have to respectfully pass. It's like, does like how much say does he get? <laughs> None? All right. Fantastic. I can work with that. <laughs> it's like, oh, he gets final say. No. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a no from me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Pull whole uh, Randy Jackson. Yep. That's a no from me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um. Yeah, honestly, Caleb summed it up perfectly of how we graded this movie. And I absolutely agree with his score, 59. So, that makes this a lot easier. Hell yeah. Alright, so. Alright, so that brings our final All Bros score for Capone to a D+. I thought it would actually get worse, so that's not bad. Yeah, the the thing that saved it was the effects. Yeah. Because if... Plan acting a which, little bit. Honestly, I feel like we should, we should have grouped... I want to give... Okay. We don't do this, but I'm going to... I'm going to throw something out there to you. Okay. Costumes and makeup, I feel, should be their own thing. Okay. With effects, I think we can throw in set pieces, I feel. Okay. So, I would... Okay, so, with that, I would bump costumes up to maybe an 8. Okay. Like, you're down for that? Yep. That works for me. Alright, and then bump down effects for the shitty statues. So, we have it at an 85 right now. Okay. 75? 70? Maybe he's like 74. Okay. 74 works for me. Now the question is, is it still a D plus? It is. So All yeah, right. it's still a D plus. Okay. Um, the, the percentage did drop by one. <laughs> so it's still sitting at a D plus, but okay. it's, instead of it sitting at a 67%, it's sitting at a 66%. Serves it right. Yeah, so it's 66.375%. Okay. Uh, so that puts it two points lower than Justice League. Damn. Yeah, it puts it three points lower than Charlie's Angels. You have to be bad to be worse than Charlie's Angels. Yeah, it puts it about on the same level as Doolittle. 
Which did you enjoy more? Do little. Fair. Yeah, I'd have to agree. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to agree. It's barely lower though. Yeah. So do little sixty six point seven and Capone is sixty six point three. Oh shit. Um then D plus. Those are our only D plus movies. Damn. Yeah, the only other movie in the D range. Um Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, what is, would we give that? It's a D minus. Oh shit. And then the A Legacy of Whining is below that. Okay. Fair. Barely though. Barely. Barely. So it A Legacy of Whining is sixty five point four. Okay. So it's it's literally one point. Yeah, it's like it it's a one point difference. <laughs> oh shit. So Yeah, it's not a great movie, but it's not a horrible movie. Well, there it's there there's there's things you can pull from it definitely. Yeah, um, true. If you're trying to study film or just stare study character, I guess. Okay. But with a character, like we said, like with a character like Capone, you need to show him in his prime. Yeah. To sh- just get the impact of him at his worst. Like, you you need that contrast. Otherwise, you just have this character that sucks. Truly. Because it's, it's like... It'd be like if we were you we were to do a mo- make a movie about a World War II veteran and only show his life from the last year. That doesn't show you dick about him. Yeah, that just sounds like a bad movie idea. Yeah, it's just like, hey, let's show this war hero's last year's story. No. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, I'm not trying to, like, raise Capone up to, like, a war hero or anything. Or compare him to a war hero, because he's a garbage human being. Yeah. But if you're showing the decline of a man, you need to show him at his best to really understand his worst. Mm -hmm. And with this, all we saw was his worst. Yeah. And that's where it falls flat for us. Anyway, uh, so that concludes this breakdown of Capone. Yeah. Uh, if you like this episode want to check out more of our stuff, you can follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are everywhere that you can find podcasts. And most recently, we are on Podchaser. Woo-woo. Hell yeah. Uh, you can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube, as well as some bonus videos that we will make someday. <laughs> uh, be sure to follow us on social media. If you want to let us know what you thought about this breakdown, want to hit us up with episode ideas, answer our question of the week, uh, or if you would like to join us, we would love to have anyone on. You can find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash The All Bros. Twitter and Instagram at The All Bros. You can hit us up on our email, which is channel at gmail.com, 
or go check out our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros, where you can find links to all of the stuff that we do, as well as our merch store, which is on TeePublic. You can find that at tpublic.com slash user slash the Elbrose channel. Links to everything will be in the description. And we would love to hear from you guys. Yes, we would. Um, next week, uh, we will be breaking down kind of a horror comedy movie, Yep, I feel. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, we'll be breaking down the second installment of the Babysitter movie. Movie? Whatever. We're going to be breaking down the Babysitter Killer Queen. Yeah. And so this is the sequel to Netflix's The Babysitter. And Rose, have you watched it yet? I have not yet. You have not? Yeah. Highly recommend you watch both of them. I, yeah, I'm this going is, to. Okay, yeah. It's, yeah, don't it's worry. definitely one that you need to. So if you have Netflix, go watch those movies if you haven't seen The Babysitter already. Um,. I have only seen the first Babysitter, and I've I enjoyed the hell out of it. It's <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. It's definitely one you you kind of got to shut your brain off a little bit. But I, I actually really enjoy movies that you have to do. That. Yeah, but it it's it's a good time. All right, <laughs> it's, it's wow. definitely a good time. All right, so you guys can look forward to that next week. Um, until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces. Mm-hmm. See you real soon. That wasn't bad. Thank you. Decided to switch it up a little bit. <laughs>